0: First off, uh, just pumped up for Nick Algretti. Uh, it's pretty easy for Nick. You know, play here at the University of Illinois, have a great career, uh, worked real hard to get to the NFL. And uh, first year, not only you make it and have a great year, you win the Super Bowl. So really excited for him. Had a chance to watch all of the game yesterday and uh, know how hard it is to get there. and. And I assume it's really hard to win it. I don't know much about that. But um, other things going on here. Um, You know, every year we're going to lose coaches. And uh, we lost an outstanding coach in in Austin Clark and another outstanding coach in Gilbert. But when we lose guys, um, just like when we lose good football players, you want to replace them with, uh, with, with, with good guys too. And I feel like we've done that. I had a chance to um, first off to interview a lot of people, but it was kind of obvious when I interviewed Jimmy Lindsay and, uh, and Al Davis that uh, they would be the perfect fit for what we want to do. Um, didn't really know either one that well. When I was out on the recruiting trails early in December, I went through, um, I think it was Hutch, and uh, I met Al Davis and uh, before I left, I said, hey, give me your number. You know, I was that impressed with him. And uh, you're always kind of, you know, trying to have a, a list of players and a list of, uh, of coaches available in case positions open up. Um, again, start, uh, you know, just guys that I trust in the profession as far as defensive line play. Uh, both of them came up. Of course, Jimmy Lindsay came up, and um, he knew a little bit about our program you know coming from western kentucky so anyway both guys are here they already hit the road uh, recruiting hard and uh, starting the process of uh, helping us improve our players that we have here on our current ross take your question
1: was it something you were seeking lovey to switch from two coaches in the secondary and one up front and then vice versa
0: well, I think you have a lot of options with your coaching staff on how you arrange it. And I think you, you start over each year and where we are. We're going to have a lot of young defensive linemen, simple as that. I thought it made sense. And we have, uh, you know, the, the back end, secondary-wise, we have some guys that's played a lot more football back there. I thought it just made sense to get the, uh, in order to get our team better to have two guys and split the defensive line.
1: I assume Al Davis may uh, open up some connections from the JUCO ranks if you want to go that way.
0: You know, uh, I'm looking staff-wise. Uh, don't matter where they come from or what they've done. You know, we have a high school coach, Corey Patterson, on our staff. Having a junior college coach and Al Davis will, you know, good guys I feel like fit well. Uh, we'll go with them. But, uh, yes, Al has a lot of connections there. Uh, both guys Jimmy and Al also have uh, recruited you know the southern part of our country hard particularly the Atlanta area Georgia area so yeah. respecting big things there too yes what was
1: it about Al in that first meeting that just made you just made him just stick out to you made you
0: want to have his number just in case for something like this you're not married are you <laughs> no. anybody married in here is it just one thing? You met your wife, just one thing she did? No, oh, it's a lot of things, right? No, that's how it was with mine. Just not one thing that stuck out. Uh, we want, you know, we we talking an awful lot around here about we develop the man first. So we need a guy that knows how to do that. Uh, recruiting is a part of it. Maybe we want good teachers, firm, you know, stern teachers that know how to coach football. We're getting ready to win a lot of, you know, we got started this year, but that process continues of winning football games. So it was all of that. And once you start talking to people, uh, you know if they're a good fit. And it was obvious. That kind of, you know, going back to why two guys, I like both of the guys, two, and everything that I thought and knew that they would bring to the table.
1: How do you foresee the arrangement kind of working? Well, from a strategic standpoint, do both guys lead a meeting room? Do, do you split up?
0: It's the same way. It's the same way. You, uh, the meeting rooms. Uh, we split up the secondary. Yeah, we had, we had a corners coach and a safeties coach. If you kind of look around. There are some people that have two D line coaches. i um, have two secondary coaches. So it's no different than that, except for with one guy. You know, in the past, Coach Clark had four, and that was a big group. Now we can get more individual instruction. That's right. how we'll do it. So
1: is that something that excites you? That there's more teacher to you know, player kind of one
0: on ones potential that could go on. Yes, and especially with the group. Again, as I, as I say at young group. You know, coming in, we lost a lot of older uh, defensive linemen. We like the young group coming in, but uh, so we'll give them uh, no more hands on instruction.
1: Maybe the coaching staff in itself. You know, when you first started here, it was more of an NFL flair. Now you're going more to the college ranks, and you know, with hiring the, uh, you know, losing Austin Clark, but hiring uh jimmy Lindsay who's also young you know young, a little bit older than the players themselves do you like that in a coach to have a younger player like
0: that well a little bit older i mean he's 29 i mean he's been out a while and he's done quite he's a bit yeah yeah he's you're right but they're older you know uh nfl guys that are hit nfl coaches right that are a lot younger so that don't really mean an awful lot to me older younger just kind of the right fit An NFL flavor, I mean, that's who I kind of knew at the time and I thought that fit. And now that I'm a college coach, you guys very seldom bring up that NFL. I I coached an NFL once, right, It think so long ago. Uh, Know a lot more guys uh, that seem like you are in college football and it makes sense.
1: When you go outside, people you've known, right, from your first half, obviously you hired some people you know. When you go out, what do you look for? Or what did the traits that it's, it's, You
0: know, I, I talked early on about guys that know how to just lead first, good people, you know. You start talking, and I, I have a lot of guys that I've worked with, a lot of resources. And uh, once you need something or somebody, you start asking around, relying on the people that you know well, you get all type of um, options. I had a lot of options in, for these positions. Uh, A little who's who on who applied. And I, like I interviewed five guys or so personally. Um, And then, but you know, good teachers, starting off with that, got to teach football. Uh, Young players that don't know the game and a certain kind of guys that recruiting brings that up. So it's kind of established what you're looking for a little bit, and uh, you start asking around. Especially some positions, there's a, a little click of guys, and if you can get in, you can get some good information on exactly what you should do.
1: Is it fair to say Georgia, with their ties, is, is becoming a priority for you guys, and if so, why, why that is? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. You look at it, direct flight uh, from Atlanta to Bloomington, easy. Um, but we're, we're going to... As far as an area, yeah, we're going to go south an awful lot. First, start in our state, go south from there. But Atlanta has been an area before that we wanted to go in, but they're just not, you know, I just don't think a guy is just good at recruiting one area. I think he's a good recruiter. He's a good recruiter. If you can relate to people, you can relate to to people. It's kind of as simple as that. We're going to continue to go in our areas. Texas still would be a big part of what we've done. Florida has really paid dividends for us. I mentioned our state, St. Louis. So we're going to continue to, of course, hit most of the same area.
1: Coach, I know stability is important on staff, but is there something good to be said about maybe having a little fresh blood? You know, not too one to do it all the time. Is that a good thing from just, you know, different ideas, different thoughts?
0: Well, that's good, but uh, we lost two outstanding coaches. Right, right. So if if I had worked with them – for so the next 10 years, I've been pretty happy. Okay. Our, our team would have been. But with opportunities, different things come up. I ask guys to make, you know, once you sign, to make a year's commitment. Okay, From there, things are going to change in the year. Uh, guys get promotion, like, and, you know, young coaches want to go to the NFL. Right. You know, I don't know. We've lost uh, Luke Buckus, Mike Fair, right. Austin Clark, uh, Joey Bose. We're going to send a lot about. Type of guys we are hiring, you know. About two years ago, you guys were really hitting me about who's this freaking Austin Clark guy, young <laughs> graduate assistant, all this stuff. Kind of knew who we had. Felt real good about him. Then feel real good about these two young men here.
1: What does it say about where this program is at now that you've got four coaches leaving here to go coach the best guys in the? Oh,
0: I think our program we're trending the right direction. You can see there's a lot of excitement around here. Uh, we did some good we took a big step this year it was just a step Uh, we see bright days ahead for our football program and just not us Um, I think it's if you go and you start talking to people I think that's we're not the only one going to say that where it's new ground that we're on right now we're starting to recruit here do you know how hard it, it was to recruit over there when you come in the past, when you guys used to come to University of Illinois over there, and we're telling them, hey, it's big time here, we're gonna do this, we're gonna win championship. It's hard to convince people of that. A lot easier in this building here. It's just kind of visual of exactly where our program is going. So again, we're pumped up, pumped up about the guys down here that are working hard to see. You know, when you tell you something, you, know, you wanna do it again. And that's where we are. We can't wait.
1: Wednesday is the start of the next signing period. Will we need to talk to you then? Or we have to wait? Or has you got some guys coming in? Mm-hmm. We're talking about this Wednesday? Yeah, this Wednesday.
0: Uh, you know, we have how many scholarships we have available?
1: Not many. Is that we few. You tell me how many. Uh, yeah. I you, you would me.
0: know the number see, I try not to give out too much information. I want I to see exactly out. how much you know. Um, <laughs> we have some scholarships available. Um, of, uh, big class coming in Wednesday. Oh, that's not going to happen. Okay. Uh, will we fill all of those scholarships before we start playing football? Absolutely. I think it's a different day on how recruiting goes a little bit. High school recruiting. There's a lot of ways you can add to your program. Uh, we signed what five graduate transfers after May. Then you start talking to, to, about most of them till a little bit later on and which we had a few more scholarships available then. So, we're going to be a team that's going to keep a few back from now. I think that's just uh 2020 recruit and own recruiting as we see it from here.
1: How much did the success of doing that last year shape what you do this year and moving forward?
0: I think whenever you do something, try something different and you like it, uh yeah, you lean on it a little bit more and uh, I think that's easy. There's a lot of first off. There's a lot of good players out there. Is divorce a part of our life the world? Yeah, it is sometimes divorce is a good thing you can and then both parties can benefit a little bit from it um there's a certain type of guy that's talking grad transfers in general I, I don't think i've talked about this but these guys have demonstrated that they're serious students and they're looking for something that we think we can give them so We'll keep looking towards that direction.
1: After I, Wednesday, what's what's the next what's, what thing on your plate? What's coming up for you in the next month or so?
0: And, of course, Wednesday is the day. Is, is that signing day? Right. You see how important that day really is to us. No, for us, it was about, uh, you know, the last time we could be out on the road was this past week. Okay. That was an important period of time. Okay. Now we're in, you know, early in the morning workouts, uh, being able to get involved in those, then evaluating exactly everything that we want to do that we did last year, what we want to do going forward, continuing to recruit spring ball is coming up right around the corner. Uh, so it's all of these things. We have a couple of other staff positions too. We have okay. the staff and some of the support roles. Uh, so we'll be you know finishing up some of those guys too. And I should mention also uh, Zach Grant getting his first, you know, um, college job, that's exciting also. All of our young coaches, I want them to advance too.
1: Well, Batiku moving to the NFL, yes. uh, what was the conversations like with that and what's that mean for your group up front now?
0: Well, for all of the guys that want, feel like they're ready to take that next step, um, I'm, I'm excited for them. Um, all had a strong desire to take that next step, you know, when you take it, you know if you're the guys had options on whether to stay, whether they go. But uh, when I talk with them, this is something that they all wanted to do. So now it's about, for in Wale's case, just getting healthy, preparing to, to you know, for the most important interview you've had in your life.
1: What does that mean for Isaiah Game? Would you see him later on in the year where it seemed like he was starting to make an impact?
0: That, he- that's what we saw. We saw Isaiah taking steps uh, that we've been waiting for. Uh, He has talent. Now he's in that that role. He's an upperclassman here. We're expecting big things from him. A lot of young players coming in. Uh, He needs to show them the way. And everything he's been doing lately has said that he has taken a major step in the right direction.
1: What's it been like having Bobby back on campus and around the guys more?
0: It's great having him here. Um, I'm excited about him moving into his new role, too, uh, of you know, Bobby has been, you know, uh, criticizing every decision I've made for so long around here. So now I'm going to get him right in the building where he's going to feel like he's a part of it. Now, seriously excited about getting Bobby back here, the classes around his teammates in the building. There are, there will be some things that he'll be doing football wise for us. Um, and that's all exciting. He's made so much progress and, uh, can't wait to see these next steps. I'll be able to see them daily, these next steps he'll be taking.
1: Well, okay, I know you're hiring the, the best people, but what's it mean mm-hmm. to you that you have the most African-American coaches on your Is staff? Is that the case?
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, for me, I, I hire the best coaches. Um, but, you know, sometimes in some places, um, for whatever reason, you don't see a lot of men of color on the staff. It's kind of hard to understand a little bit. Uh, that you wouldn't think that uh, men of color can't lead men of color and uh, and do it well, so for me, kind of worked out that way. Excited about everybody that we have on our staff, but there's diversity in our building. Uh, Lou Hernandez is only Hispanic American strength and conditioning coordinator in college football. So we love that too. Um, one of these days you're going to see a female walking down through here too. Uh, that's a big deal for me. So diversity is definitely important to me.
1: Does that say something about just having opportunity to be a head coach and what that brings to a staff? Yeah,
0: I, I, absolutely. To me, if you're qualified, we're going to find you. If you're a great player, we're going to find you. And we're going to mix a lot of different people together and uh, let them do their job, and they're going to do it well.
1: James Franklin said, I think, last year that,
0: that uh, it's important
1: that everybody has a shot. Gets a shot, gets an opportunity to coach, no matter your background. Do you feel like there's progress to be made there? Not for this program, but just as you look across I feel the landscape, like there's
0: progress to be made. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 2003, there were there was uh, one African American GM in NFL, three African American head football coaches, zero uh, black ownership. 2020, how many are there in NFL, black coaches? Three. Three. How many uh, black GMs are there? One. Uh, Is there progress that needs to be made? Absolutely. And when I make this statement that um, um, I believe that um, uh, black men can be in leadership role and lead predominantly black teams... And that just kind of makes sense a little bit, but that's evidently what most people think is that uh, that's not the case. So we have a long ways to go with that. Uh, A lot of people give lip service to it. Some people do something about it. They're about action. University of Illinois, it's about action.